<laughs> but that's what people are saying. I right, don't know. It's right. a blue. It's what? No, it's a yellow star in a circle. Oh, boy. A yellow circle star. Or well, the circle is the circle of the sun and the, the star. Oppression if you turn it. <laughs> you got to follow the star to get to freedom. You right. know, it's and crazy. And the circle is a perpetual circle of the man <laughs> running you around in circles. <laughs> You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Hi there, Nika Monfort here, aka Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, aka Brother Tech. And you're listening to the Snob West Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. And we're back. Well, we're back. We're back. Same old location. Same not, location. Same old new location. Different <laughs> room this time. Yeah, yeah. We're going to try to cut down on the background noise. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be as loud, but yeah. we'll see. But right. hey, this is what we got. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what's been going on? How's uh, the week been? Uh, chilling, chilling uh, back into the swing of things. Um, you know, and nothing, nothing crazy going on. It's still kind of slow. So, you know, people are getting back in, getting back into work, getting back from the holidays. So... Nobody's acting crazy. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. joy. How <laughs> nice it must be for it to be chill. Oh, boy. At so your I'm, location. I'm assuming that's not the case for you. Oh, no, no, no. It's <laughs> been since we got back uh, at the beginning of the year. I uh, I think I went into, I don't even know. I don't even think I went into the office. I think I was remote like the first few days of the year. But I did like log in and get some stuff done because it's just like wild and crazy. But I don't know what it is about me, but... I think we talked about it last time where there was a little tete-a-tete with one of my male co-workers. New Year, same drama. The same drama? No, this guy, the old guy, he left. Oh, okay. And he retired okay. to like Turkey or somewhere. Right. But this is a, a new guy. So he sent a, you know how people can send like the little passive aggressive emails or whatever. Right, right. So he sent a, a fairly, you know, stupid email and I responded back in a very I say nice way, but in my tone, it was, you know, a little nice, nasty. Right. And um, I think, you know, that note coming from this black girl just like sitting him over the edge. And then one of the other people that I'm working with, she responded as well, you know, in the same vein of what I was saying. And then he went, so he sent this at like on a Friday at like three o'clock. And so it was like crickets. Didn't hear anything from him after that. Didn't hear anything from from Monday. And here we go Tuesday. Through the, you know, how office culture is. Uh Through the grapevine, someone was like, hey, this particular person went to not my manager, but my manager's managers. They skipped the project manager and the program manager and went straight to them and said that uh, my team wasn't doing anything. Wasn't doing anything. Anything. So it went. So it went from it, instead of him responding to not agreeing with the email that you sent, mm-hmm. it went over that mm-hmm. to your team's not doing anything. Yeah, and the and the basis of the of his email was essentially, hey, I just heard from X Y Z that we have to get this um, code, you know, moved in. And ready for UAT by this particular date. And, you know, whether it's working long hours or weekends, we just got to do it just to get it done because we can't miss it. And knowing this guy, that's his 
that's his MO, that's, you know, his tone. And so then I responded, I was like, well, the other person I were actually already planning to work this weekend to get some things done. And I think in his email, he was like, since we're not meeting, even though we told him, let's wait, let's not meet Friday, let's meet Monday, give us the weekend to, you know, get some things together and then we'll have a better status for you. Uh And so then I replied back, I was like, you know, uh, we were already planning the working this weekend. We know that there are some outstanding issues because of X, Y, Z. Things that are completely out of con- are my control of why we are where we are. Right. And so, and then the other person responded and said, similarly, you know, this is where we are. We didn't have, and he's the project manager of this thing. So uh-huh. he's like a project manager inside a bigger project. He has like this little mini thing that he's overseeing. And so I think he's trying to flex his muscle a little bit. So we didn't give him the answers that he wanted. So he went and was like, they aren't doing anything and blah, 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 blah. So long story short, I heard about it. So I pinged my director and I'm like, hey, girl, this is not what it is. X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. I went to program manager. I was like, hey. And she was like, how did you even find out about this? She was like, I hadn't even talked to you about it. And I was like, it's, you know how the rumor wheel, uh-huh. rumor wheel works in a corp, in a large corporate company. Right. I was like, trust me, like three people already told me right. that he did this. And it was supposed to be something like super secret. So me being me, I was like, okay, I got you, bro. So I typed up this nice little email. It was very professional. It essentially outlined all the things that he hadn't done that led us to where we are. And then on top of that, I provided a, an action plan to get us back on schedule and ahead. Right. And so he was livid after I sent that note. If you had this meeting, why wasn't I, the project manager included, even the project manager and the program manager for the whole project was on the original call. We left him off for a reason. Right. One, he didn't need to be there. And two, um, we were able to talk freely. And, and the program manager was like, why did he come in so hot? She was like, why did this, how did this get to this so quickly? And she was like, I asked him and she was like, well, if you're saying that Nika didn't do anything and you, and you were ready two months ago and things are due on Friday, why are you waiting now three days before to ring the alarm? If it was that big of an issue, why haven't you said anything before? Right. And bro was stuck. <laughs> he could say nothing. Right. So he finally, after the whole, why didn't anybody tell me about it, whatever. I told my program manager, I was like, I think it's best if I not respond. I was like, I'm going to let you respond because clearly anything I say is like inflammatory. So she responded and, you know, she was like all political or whatever. And she was like, I'm pissed. I had that. I had to send that email because it's not what I wanted to say. Right. And so he really, I think, wanted to engage in like a back and forth, back and forth, but nobody made a comment to his note at all except for her and that seemed to like have shut it down then my director emailed me and she was like thank you for taking the initiative on this and handling the way you did everything's all good we're i think we're you know in a great place but i'm just like why people especially mediocre people why they keep trying me because nobody pulls them aside and does what they're supposed to do and it's like hey you need to chill out you know it's all hr and tiptoe and lawsuits and you know accountability and cya so nobody number one i was talking to my wife about this before especially Mm -hmm. these large corporate jobs Mm -hmm. nobody wants to do anything to start with right nope so when stuff like this happens after a long period of nobody doing anything Mm -hmm. now everybody wants to jump in and do stuff but they want to do just enough to get it to go back the way it was not correct the issue Mm -hmm. not you know, foster a new understanding, a new, you know, uh, uh, 
resolve the issue, mediate, mm-hmm. litigate, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. They just like, all right, well, let's, what do we got to do to get to go back to right before all this it happened? Popped and, up. Uh, and that's yeah. what they did. And know? I think, and, you know, talking to some other people after all this kind of exploding, you know, things get out and people start talking. And I heard from like three other people, oh, that's how he is. That's what he does. And see, he's, a, he's a bit of a snake. He And one person's like, he went back and said something to the same director about this person um, that was telling me about it. And he was like, I've been warned by a couple of other people. And so it's like, this is how this person is. But nobody, instead of just saying, let's do, you know, the workaround to make sure that we can keep going, going forward on this project. Nobody addresses the actual larger issue. Right. Apparently, this guy, this is his M.O. to go over people's heads because he's not doing his thing. I, I, and I, in the email, I outlined like all the different steps. He said that he, that we were ready to, to test or whatever two months ago, meaning in October. I didn't get the requirements till December 2nd. And the company that I work for, we shut down essentially the last two weeks of the year. And most people aren't even in the office in December at all. So you mean to tell me you get me the requirements on the second. I already told you I'm in the middle of a big initiative and I can't get you what you want right now because we don't have to do it until January. And I told you we start doing it in January and you didn't have a problem with it. And he was like, okay, that's good. That sounds, that's not going to be a problem. We can work with that. We understand that, you know, everybody has all these things going on. Then all of a sudden out of the blue, now it's a problem when it, it, it wasn't a problem before. And you know how big this initiative is and all the things that we have going on. And so I honestly think it's the thing that I essentially showed him up with not intentionally or like any type of mouse or intent. If you're going to go to leadership, leadership, and like say someone's not doing anything, I'm going to document to show, I'm going to pull my receipts and say, no, that's not quite correct. And then he had the nerve to say, why wasn't I included on this meeting when there's incorrect information in this email? And I'm like, no, it's not. I went to my email and pulled everything that I'm saying from my email. I was like, if you something incorrect, I can send you the email that shows you that it is not that, not that case. So, and long story short, I think it was one, a problem that he thought that he was going to, you know, be able to bully me. Uh Um, and I was like, no, thank you. And I pushed back. I think the fact that I am, uh, a black woman, I think he had a problem with that as well because I've worked with him on something before and we had no problems. And like, I took on like some stretch assignments, like do some project management work. And he's like, Oh yes, I've been doing project management for 30 years. This is my thing. This is my deal. I'm really good at this kind of, you know, thing. And I was like, yeah, I've only been doing it a couple years. And so it was like one of those, Oh yeah, let me try and help you along type of thing. But right. once he saw that, I don't need your help. I right. got this. Uh-huh. And it was just like completely different because he sent this other thing that we all think he Googled and just copied and pasted from Google and put in an email. Cause it was like, he called, he was using tech nomenclature that I had never heard before. Right. And it looked like the words that he was using, it looked like he pulled it from Google. He Googled <laughs> risk, risk assessment template. Right. And then he had like this email with like seven or eight lines, like five, like seven or eight columns. And it was all red. And all of it was the responsible party was me. <laughs> and he was like, let me know your thoughts before I send this to the whoever, whoever leadership. And I was like, well, the whoever, whoever leadership is already on the email. So what are you talking about? But I think he was looking for 
some additional back and forth and nobody, you know, right. gave him that. Right. And so we had a call this morning and he was a lot less himself. But I had already told them, I was like, look, I'm not playing the rodeo with this dude. I was like, I won't join that one single call. And, you know, if you want to join it as the leadership person, go for it. But I'm already managing a team of about 40 for this particular initiative, and I don't have time for this. Well, he he literally doesn't have anything else to do. So, no thank you. And that's what it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just one of those things where people think, oh, this is a person I can pick on or it's a person I can bully or use as a scapegoat for me not doing my work. Or they're threatened. Yeah, and Uh and they aren't going to say anything. No, not me, boo. I don't give a crap who you are. (laughs) And I told the overall project manager, I said, I quit this job. Before I let somebody bully me or scapegoat me, especially somebody mediocre. And that's what I don't think they really expect that from black people. Right. They expect that you're just going to sit there and take it and deal with whatever it is. Uh-huh. Nah, uh-huh. that ain't how we work in these days. Not in 2020. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm glad you are nice and chill at work. Yeah. All that to say. <laughs> yeah, I am not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll be working again this weekend. I worked all weekend last weekend and I'll be doing it again this weekend. So yay me. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get this show out the way. Yep. Then. Yep. Yep. Let's <laughs> get to it. So let's start with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. So the first story we have up is um, Apple just bought um, a new startup. Apple got Plenty of cash, and they are not ashamed to spend it. They just spent $200 million. I have no idea how to pronounce this startup's name. Zor.ai. So it's X-N-O-R dot A-I. Yeah, nor.ai, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know how to say that, so that's that's great. But in any event, it's a nonprofit from um, the Allen Institute for AI, and um, like I said, Apple bought it for 200 mil. And um, so they, Apple did confirm that they did purchase this. They In the article we're reading from TechCrunch, tech this quiet acquisition, um, quote, Apple buys smaller technology companies from time to time, and we generally do not discuss our purposes or plans. So in other words, none your business. Why we bought this startup, but the company specializes in um, a process for um, doing machine learning um, algorithms mm-hmm. efficiently. And in addition to that, it's people detection. So the reason why I put this story in here, because this is kind of uh, related to HomeKit. So, mm. of course, Apple has not a whole bunch of cameras and and things of that nature, because of course they, you know, kind of keep things close to the to the vest, and mm-hmm. they want to do everything in house. But with the the, the purchase of Znor, Zornai, whatever the name of it is, they, I wonder if it's Xnor, 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 Xnor.ai. So anyway, whatever it's called, <laughs> <laughs> um, their technology, this machine learning, specifically facial recognition, people detection was then bought or not bought, licensed by other companies, mm. specifically this company called Wise. And this company called Wise, they make smart home cameras. Mm. And Wise was using this people detection um, technology software, whatever that they licensed from this Nor.ai. So when Apple bought the this company, they bought it 
and yanked the, the what exactly they, they cherry picked what they wanted from it. Right. So this company, Wise Camera, I have the cameras. Oh, making sense now. Right. So when Apple bought the company, the company can no longer use that technology in their cameras, which was a dope feature because it actually could do a better job of detecting people's faces, you know, and that's what you want in cameras because you don't want them. You may want to differentiate between detecting people and pets, animals, light. Well, you know, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, right? So when Apple bought the company, they pulled, they yanked the technology. So now my cameras are not as beneficial as they used to. Of course, Wise said, you know, uh, we're going to shut that part of the tech, that feature down in the cameras. Mm-hmm. We're working on our, on our own detection. But of course, Apple took the good stuff. They paid two hundred million dollars for it, so and that's what and that's what they paid for. Right, and they paid probably they paid for that pizza tech, the patent behind it. So now Wise is going to have to develop their own, and they can't probably use certain features because I'm sure there are specific features that they have patented that are are for the specificity of determining Mm -hmm. these individualized features. So right, but sucks for Wise, but. On a silver lining, maybe Apple is going to then use that to either develop its own cameras for HomeKit because, of course, you know, Apple is big on security. So, you know, um, them implementing this, you know, people detection, AI, Mm -hmm. learning, you know, whatever the case may be into their own cameras, you know, then in the end, I guess that'll be a win if... Apple can never come out with it. <laughs> and maybe, and maybe that's, technology. and maybe that's why they bought it. it. Was like, okay, we need to step our game up. So let's go and buy something that's already really great and roll it into our ecosystem and make it and better. Yeah. But come on now, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> What's taking so People long? People are waiting. And it's saying that it's likely that, um, this company is going to be absorbed into Apple's offices in Seattle. So of course they currently have their own offices, but it looks like they are going to, not the mothership, but mm-hmm. a satellite location. Yep. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's why I wanted to say that because y'all, y'all messing up my stuff, Apple. Hurry up. So they broke <laughs> what you already have. Mm-hmm. And oh. you don't know how long it's going to take for you Before, to get that functionality back. Uh, well, I mean, of course, like you said, why is there, I mean, if they're smart, they're going to have something shortly. Mm-hmm. But it won't be from this company, which obviously the, the technology the best the best. was good enough for Apple to spend two hundred million on them. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. And think- I'm sure it doesn't. It takes a long time for these things to happen. So I, they weren't completely in the dark about what was coming. So they probably had already started to shore up their their code and their development to to come up with something. If you know, not on the same level, but something that will do at least for you know an initial release until you know to get people's devices. Back up and mm-hmm. running and doing what they, at least at the minimum, what they need to do. Right. Yep. So. Yep. Hopefully they'll 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 put something out and finally we can buy Apple Home the way it's supposed to be. Right. Because I know over the Christmas break my aunt bought some wireless cameras, so I spent part of my holiday break, which was supposed to be technology free. Nope. Oh God! <laughs> I, I spent my whole holiday doing tech things for people, and yeah. I was like, I just want to freedom um but yeah so she bought some cameras so we had to set up the app and you know Mm -hmm. set up the different cameras so you could see them show how to use the app and all that good stuff so needless to say fun times with cameras and security 
All right, so let's um, let's talk Apple Card. Oh. So I think we talked was it uh, last month about, um, or maybe it was a couple months ago about the issues with Apple Card. Um, that um, I think uh, that one guy went viral saying that his wife, you know, yeah, discriminatory, discriminatory, yeah, 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 giving women less credit than the men, yeah, yeah. So that kind of all ties into this story a little bit in the mm-hmm. sense that. Who is giving people an Apple card? Mm-hmm. Is it Apple giving people an Apple card or is it Goldman Sachs, Sachs, which is the company, the bank behind Apple? Because, of course, Apple can't. Well, they they're not a financial institution. Right. So they the back end as far as the the, the credit and the who gets what and the amounts and the actual financial part of it is handled by Goldman Sachs versus mm-hmm. the, all the technology, the Apple wallet and the. You know where you can use it is controlled by Apple, so there, there kind of seems like it's back and forth as to whose card this really is, right? So Apple, in their advertising and everything, they always say Apple Card is created by Apple, not a bank, right? But of course, we all know, like we mentioned before, Goldman, Goldman Sachs, Sachs with their credit, right? Right. <laughs> so they ain't just gonna take a back seat. So <laughs> uh, Goldman Sachs is kind of uh, bucked up. And not so fast. Right. Puffed out their chest. And basically, you know, in this story that I'm reading by Business Insider, they're basically puffing out their chest and saying, um, uh, uh, if it wasn't for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're the ones who decide who gets the credit. You know, you're you're um, you're just the tech. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm trying to look for the actual quote. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Go. I'm going to read from Business Insider. We'll put the link in the show notes. So I'm going to do the start. Goldman worked with Apple to set goals for the card and the iPhone maker is fully aware, fully aware of how bank bank makes its lending decisions. Um, I'm assuming this representative for Goldman Sachs and his quote is, but the ultimate decision sits with us. He said, we calibrate, manage our risk and collections in the context of that. So that was kind of him uh, to say not so fast uh, right, is right. really us. Apple is just on the it's his name on there. And I'm like, all right. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, I folks, I, I don't blame them, you know, because Apple can be kind of a little braggadocious as far but as their names on the car, too. So, I mean, it's not it, like they're completely on, left out. But you know how people are. It's on the back of the card. Their names <laughs> so, you know, how companies and corporations are just yeah. as petty as, as people, people are. <laughs> Everybody yeah. wants their credit. Nobody's yeah. not trying to give you no credit. It's just Apple, honestly, is more popular. And based on what was it, the the big crash that we had, uh, the the financial crisis that we had, you know, Goldman Sachs has been caught up in some shady business. I think they're probably trying to refurbish their image a little bit as well and be associated with something positive. And probably Goldman Sachs kind of feels the heat from Apple leaning on them about this card and the and the um, restrictions and the requirements. So I'm going to read this other part. Right. So um, Apple claims to have created the Apple card, but Goldman spent about three hundred million developing Wall Street Journal reported. The bank also reassigned thousands of engineers to fix a security issue with the card and finish in time for its August launch, delaying other products by months. The newspaper said at Apple's request, Goldman also scraped late fees and agreed to not sell customer data, which is big with financials mm-hmm. and data, you know, this whole big data thing. It adopted the tech giant's signature font for cardholders, monthly statements and against lawyers advice 
pruned them of standard industry language and newspaper said. So, you know, after this is what Apple does, they, you know, if they partner with you, the mm-hmm. same thing they did with Verizon. Reason why Verizon didn't carry the iPhone for so long was because, you know, Verizon couldn't get none of the data from the users. They couldn't control when the, the phones would get updated. Apple's like, no, no, no. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. If you want to carry the iPhone, then you got to do it our way. Mm-hmm. Verizon reluctantly, which in the end was pretty smart because mm-hmm. the iPhone is the iPhone. Right. But they had to give up a lot of stuff. So I think Goldman Sachs is kind of feeling that same heat and they want to make sure to let people know, wait, 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 wait. this is a joint venture. We actually control a little bit of something. This mm-hmm. is not Apple, you know, uh, being big brother. So. Right. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out that, you know, Goldman is, Goldman Sachs is kind of uh, bucking up a little they're, bit. They're puffing up their chest a little bit <laughs> to say, hey, don't forget about us. We right. had a hand in this, too. This is this is something about us. Right. Don't forget us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's slide on over to AirPods. So apparently Apple sold nearly 60 million AirPods in 2019. Mm-hmm. In 2019 alone. They got three out of me. Yep. Three payments of <laughs> AirPods. Just out of you. Huh? <laughs> just out of me alone. That doesn't include the rest of my family, but just me. I bought three pairs. <laughs> yep. It says, analysts, um, analysts found Apple dominates the wireless earphone space, boasting more than 50% market share in terms of both sales and revenue. Samsung and Zomni lag behind Despite offering cheaper products, some analysts estimate Apple could ship up to 90 million AirPods in 2020. The product is expected to take on increasing importance for Apple as iPhone sales decline. So we've all oh, we kind of talked about this last year about people are not buying iPhones mm-hmm. at the same clip as they used to. Right. So Apple is like, looks like they found something to supplement. Those AirPods. Let are me doing- give you something else to buy <laughs> right. if you're not going to buy phones. Exactly. Yeah, because I know um, I got my mom some for Christmas, and she'd always she said before, I don't want them. I'm going to lose them. I'm going to lose them. I don't think I want them, but we got them for her. Mm-hmm. And she loves them. She texted me the other day. She was like, my earbuds. <laughs> I, I love. I love my wife to death, but she will. I can't do it. I so wait. the so the first day the first day we we gave them to her Christmas Day, the day after Christmas she went after Christmas shopping. She came home in a panic. <laughs> I lost my AirPods. Oh my goodness! I, I had them here and there, but now I don't see them. So I had to show her how to use the find my find my, yeah. find my uh iPhone, but it finds pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, is there something I can get to like attach them? And I told her, I was like, yeah, you can probably just go pretty much anywhere, Walmart or, you know, Amazon, anywhere to get them. She's like, well, I went to Walmart and they had them for like $30. So she was texting about it. And I was just like, I just stopped. Talking about the, like the little strings or something? The, no, the, like the silicone case you can kind of clip to your, oh, yeah, 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 to your yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even respond. I just went on Amazon and bought a pair and I said, They'll be there on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I can't go back and forth. But yeah, so I, I'm telling you, like, I will go back if I don't have my AirPods and I realize it and I'm in the car, I will go back home and get them because I can't them. go back to that wired life. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, which is, I guess it makes sense, but kind of defeats the purpose. You know, they sell chains and links that you can you can hook on to the bottom of them but to link the them same, together. That you might of, as well buy them, get the, the ones that come with the phone. Right. But yeah, right. so I was like, I can't go back to that wired life. 
And uh, well, obviously nobody else is either. Yeah. Um, in Apple's earnings report for fiscal 2019, which ended on September 28th, the firm said iPhone sales generated 33.36 billion in revenue. Jesus, a Lord. decline of roughly nine percent from the 36.76 billion revenue generated from iPhone sales during its fiscal fourth quarter of 2018. So um, iPhone sales are declining, but at the same time, in contrast, prominent Apple analysts um, has predicted that AirPod sales will continue to surge, potentially growing by over 50% mm-hmm. to hit the 90 million mark. So 90 million I AirPods projected to be sold in 2020 alone. Yeah. Cause I know I, you know, we got ours like, pretty much first thing when they came out and people would, they would see them in my ears. Oh my God, do you like them? Mm-hmm. How are they weird? And I told them I loved them. And the next thing, you know, like people started buying, like at work, they'd be like, do you really like them? I was like, I can't, you know, live without them. And so, you know, I think, you know, they hit the jackpot on these and I, you know, my mom was like, can I work out in them? I was like, you can put them in. They're not going to move. They're not going to come out. You'll be fine. And mm. she texted me. She's like, I love them. Well, they do. They, they do come out. I, 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 they never came out of my ears. Mm-hmm. There are some people who like to stress test the crap out of stuff. And well, I know, if you stress test it, then yeah. And I know a couple of people, they're like, do they stay in your ears when you work out? And I was like, yeah, I work out. I don't have any problems with mm-hmm. it. So then they persist to do their workout, which consists of, you know, some crazy deadlift squats. Jump squats and with they, the and bar. Where they hunch their shoulders up and they do these big grunts and everything. And pretty much you just squeeze the AirPods right out of your ears. And yeah. then they say, well, they came out. I was like, well, ain't nobody working out like you. Um, ain't, nobody doing, ain't nobody doing that. When <laughs> right. they tested these, they didn't go. Regular they didn't people think people are going to be, you know, jogging gonna, yeah. and biking on their little Pelotons. Or even, you know, doing your treadmill. <laughs> Even doing your pull-ups, you know, even running outside, mm-hmm. you just be an extra. So, yeah. of course, if you do all that, it's, right. it, they're not they're going to fall out. But, but for your average person, they're just fine. They're fine. They're perfectly fine. I love mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, let's head on over to Second Stream where we talk all other tech. So, the first thing that we have up, I, I found this and uh, I found it actually on MSN. Um, it's an article from CNET. I found it very interesting. I think we talked a little bit um, last week when we were talking about um, the whole, you know, slavery and the infidelity thing. We we're talking about systematic, you know, racism. So Android um, phones, there are certain Android phones that come um, that are in this Lifeline program. Apparently it comes with pre-installed malware. So these particular Android phones are provided to low-income families as part of, as part of you know, some federal government program. Mm-hmm. Similar to like, you know, people call them the Obama phones, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently on the device preloaded, there is some infected, uh, there's some malware that comes on the phone that can't be removed without it having, you know, a larger issue. So back on January 9th, um, Malwarebytes Labs, which is a company that um, does um, malware protection, and mm-hmm. it'll search your machine if you find if they find malware on on your phones or whatever on your laptops, particularly. I mean, that's where you know I've I've put the malware bytes on one of my aunt's laptops because she always is getting stuff on there because she's just clicking around and not paying attention to what she's clicking on. But apparently, um, this um, malware. Uh, pre-installed on like the budget it's called the budget uh, android iphones Mm -hmm. um it lists the model number but it doesn't really matter um that's provided by assurance wireless 
um, for the Life Assistance Program. Apparently, this device comes with two pieces of malware, malware that are um, suspected of being of Chinese origin. They don't really say what they do. They don't. Really yeah, say it doesn't what's really say what's the purpose, right. but it does say that there uh, it, that these apps are found on the phone. They can be removed, but it provides. I mean, in order to get them off, it's it's a bit cumbersome, right? And it's not something easily done. And since the population of these phones, since it's for you know lower income, you know, governmental phones, it may not be people may not be as savvy to be able to to remove the these apps from the phone. Yeah, um, and, and it it looks like Sprint owns this Assurance Wireless company. Uh-huh. And they put out a quote that says, we're aware of the issue and we are in touch with the device manufacturer Unimax to understand the root cause. However, after our initial testing, we do not believe the applications described in the media are malware. They Mm. do not believe. Of course they don't. And after their initial testing, (laughs) but with all the heat between United States and China Mm -hmm. and data and, you know, spying, you know, I, I would think, again, you would, you would work a little bit harder so that I think this kind of ties back into where you were going as mm-hmm. to how you know these phones that are slated for lower income families which who, are usually black and brown who, folks who are, who are you know in, in that uh, demographic mm-hmm. you know they're and the being, fact that they don't say what the malware does is also a bit concerning are they tracking spending habits or are they tracking you know locations or uh-huh. monitoring text you know it could be a myriad of things that we don't know about right. and it just feeds into you know more of the systematic you know you know deprivation of, uh-huh. of, 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 of black and brown people. Right. And so here's a quote from um, Sprint. Uh, Mobile carriers and smartphone manufacturers should not sacrifice due diligence in the race to put out devices on the market. Oh, this is, I'm sorry, these are actual senators, um, United States senators. Let me rephrase. Uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut, and Senator Ron Wyden yeah. from Oregon. They say it's urgent that Sprint address this risk posed by specific device and takes comprehensive action to ensure that it does not sell dangerous devices to the public. Now, dangerous is a strong word, but at the same time, why are these particular phones with this malware going to this particular demographic when the same malware and these same issues are not given to the general public who may have on the same model of the phone? Why is it? Why is this malware? These two piece, these two apps on the phones targeted for this segment of the population and not the public at large. It would be a different thing if they were like, Oh crap. You know, the Chinese maker is putting this app on all the phones Uh for this specific model. No, it's this specific program's phones Uh that are going to people who need, you know, assistance and help. And that's why I say I I find it very interesting that the article doesn't specify what the apps are tracking and what they do. Almost like a, and and of course we're speculating, speculating and just, you know. But it kind of reminds you of like the Tuskegee experiment, Mm -hmm. you know, look it up, do your Googles, you know, to where people who, hey, they ain't going to say nothing. Mm -mm. Let's just try this on them. Let's just do this. Let's Let's experiment on them and see if this works, if this works on them, because nobody, quote unquote, cares about these people. They don't, they won't even know. We can put this on their devices and nobody care. Nobody know because they're poor people and they should just be happy that they're getting getting free phones. Right. Right. Which 
is a stretch, but is it really though? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, we both are have a bit of conspiracy theory I, in us. A bit. I got a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and especially just in the climate of where we are, mm-hmm. I don't put anything past anybody. Anybody mm-hmm. at this point. I'm just like you know, hoping they just don't they don't reinstitute the draft or well, you know, like with the the IDs tangent, you yeah. know, the real ID. So right. starting for folks who don't know, starting in October, if you don't have a real ID, you're not gonna be able to fly domestically. Mm-hmm. Not internationally, but domestically with your driver's license. If come October twenty twenty, if you don't have a real ID to travel from Atlanta to Florida, you will need your passport if you don't have this real ID yeah, driver's license. Yeah. yeah, so it's not, you would think that a driver's license is a real ID. You would think a passport is a real ID, but it, they, now they've come up with this new designation that everybody has to then go and get this real ID designation to do, like I said, do what Nika says, to be able to fly domestically. The issue with that is you would think, I'll just go to the DMV, call off of work, take my lunch break, Drive down to DMV. Just go get me a new ID. Sit, sit in the DMV for an hour or two or however long it takes. You know, we all think the DMV takes forever. And get a new ID. Why are y'all complaining? What's Mm-mm. so hard about that? It's not that simple. You need like five but, things. And not just that. It's not that. That's the, that's the whole thing with the voter ID thing. Mm-hmm. People say, well, why can't you just get the proper ID? It's not Everybody that can't take off work during the middle of the day because the DMV isn't open in the evening. And Some people have to go to work. And not everybody has the transportation. And not everybody has the money. And nobody has all the information and everybody's not as knowledgeable as just simply getting in my car on lunch break, going to the DMV and getting this uh, license. So while it sounds like just easy peasy and or, or just an annoyance mm-hmm. to, to you, it may be an annoyance to somebody else. This is it's like. I have to jump through a lot of hoops, so much so to where I just ain't going to do it. Yeah, because I know I was reading um, someone's um, thread on Twitter, and she was saying that it took her, her, they wanted for, because each, so for one of the things, you have to take your original birth certificate is Mm -hmm. one of the things that you can, that you have to possibly have. Which a lot of people don't have. Which a lot of people don't have, but every time you've had a name change, so say you got married. Uh-huh. You had one name. You had you the name. Divorced. You had your pre-name, uh-huh. your premarital name. You got married. You got divorced, and then you went back to your old name. So you have to trace. You have to have documents for each of those three uh-huh. official, raised, sealed items. Uh-huh. Some people, you know, who are naturalized citizens who have their things, it's not working. People who come from other countries who may not have their original. It's like a whole thing. And so I saw this thread on Twitter. And I was like, oh crap. Do I, even though when I travel now, because of the current state of things, I always take my passport. If I'm going to a different state, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this little blue passport because that's the magic ticket. Uh-huh. That's the golden ticket from Willy Wonka. I was like, let me take this and make my life simpler. But I was like, crap, do I have a real ID? And I was looking up the stuff and I was starting to compile things like, wait, let me check my actual ID to see. And sure enough... I had a real ID, but the only reason I had a real ID is because, what, maybe three years ago, my wallet got stolen, Mm -hmm. and I had to go and get a new driver's license, 
And when I applied for the new driver's license, they gave me a real ID. Uh-huh. I ain't know. I ain't care. I was like, look, just give me my ID. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was already real ID stamped. And I told my mom, I was like, make sure, you know, everybody has all their stuff. Make sure you get the real ID. Make sure everybody's passport is up to date. Because I just don't. I'm just very wary in this current environment, mm-hmm. you know, of applying for government items now. Like, is it going to be an issue? So I just like I err on the side of caution. Just like make sure you have all of your stuff up to date and and in order in case you know you run into something. Yeah. So and again, like I said, it's it's not as simple as just going to the DMV and just no. getting it. It's no, a lot it's of- like it's like. It's a checklist of things you need. Uh-huh. And, you know, not everybody knows about it. And I was like, I found out about this because someone was saying how hard it was for them on Twitter. There has been no real push on, you know, there's been no real campaign. Nationwide to say, campaign. Yeah, to say, all right, October 2020, y'all better have y'all stuff. It's going to be a lot of people going to the airport with uh, their driver's license right. post-October trying to get on the plane and not going to be able to go. Mm-hmm. So, and you, again, with the conspiracy theory in me, it's like, is that a coincidence or is Mm-mm. that by design? By design. <laughs> and I think someone was saying the way the emblem is of the thing, it like has like some like racist connotation. No, I don't know if it does or not, <laughs> but that's what people are saying. I right, don't know. It's right. a blue, it's what? No, it's a yellow star in a circle. Oh boy. A yellow circle star. Or well, something. a circle is a circle of the sun and the, the star. Oppression if you turn it, <laughs> you got to follow the star to get to freedom. You right. know, it's and the, the circle is a perpetual circle of the man <laughs> running you around in circles. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Not, but I just know if you don't have you know your real ID, just be aware. Yep. Just look it try up with your passport Googles. or look it up because it's a lot of things you have to have. And even like say as me as a single, never been married person, it's fairly simple. I would take my social security number. My social you have to have your social security card, which everybody doesn't have. Everybody doesn't have your original birth certificate. Fortunately, I have both of those two forms. Of um, residential. Thing, residential things, so right. that could be your electric bill, your mortgage, mortgage statement, right. something like that to prove who you are. So, and that's just the simple case. Right. You have to have those things. If it's more complex, where you're a naturalized citizen, or you're an immigrant, or you've been married and divorced, mm-hmm. and married again, you know, you have to trace all those things. And I was like, this is freaking exhausting, yep. man. So you imagine if you aren't a naturalized citizen and had to jump through all the all the things you had to jump through just to get your driver's license. Now you got to do it again. I can see somebody saying, With you know, even what? more scrutiny. I can see somebody saying, you know what? Never mind. And that again singles people out. Yeah, you can't travel. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to get where you're going? Because yep, so. your regular driver's license is going to work. But that's a long tangent to, you know, <laughs> say the government is watching you. <laughs> but. Don't come for us. Right. If you're listening, governmental agencies, we just doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I did find uh, this article. Um, Google launched uh, an online coding course to train workers for tech jobs. So this is a positive for, for Google. They're mm-hmm. trying to change their ecosystem a bit um, where they are preparing, you know, your typical, um, you know, I don't know what do you call them line or, or, or factory type workers, yeah, workers yeah. Uh-huh. to, um, to get into the tech industry using Python. Right. And honestly, Python is your all purpose language. If you can figure out Python, you can pretty much, um, 
write your ticket to to do a, a bunch of different things. And if you get the fundamental understanding of Python, you'll be uh, good to go. Right. And so the program itself is called Google IT Automation with Python Professional Certificate Mouthful. Um, <laughs> and it's an online program, so it helps, you know, people who don't aren't able to go to a physical location, uh, online program through Coursera. Um, I've um, done some Coursera courses before, and they're really good. Um, and um, it's a six-course program um, in beginner Python. Yep, and they actually have a final capstone project to where they have to uh, do programming for automation. So this is not just some old simple, you know, sit in a class for, you know, five days and get a certificate. You, you actually put in have the work. To, you got to put in the work and actually have to come up with a project at the end of the program. So Google said it will fund 2,500 need-based scholarships related to IT training through Google.org, the search giant's philanthropic arm, philanthropic arm. The scholarships will run through nonprofits, including Goodwill, Merit America, and Upwardly Global. News comes as Google and its peers face scrutiny over the implications of technology and automation on jobs and the workforce. Python course is part of a Grow with Google, an initiative unveiled three years ago in which the company pledged $1 billion to help workers prepare for tech jobs. So the information is out there. Uh, companies are really starting to turn the corner as far as providing the necessary training to get people to transition from these traditional, you know, factory blue collar line, factory line yeah. jobs to something more uh, up to speed, up to date as mm-hmm. far as technology jobs are concerned. Yep. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, this is definitely a step in the right direction that Google is acknowledging a lot of their typical blue collar work is going to be transitioned out and it's going to go into the automation realm. So it'll definitely prepare people to be able to shift gears once it fully ramps up to what I'm thinking is probably going to be probably in the 80 to 90 percent range of automation across all sectors of, of, of work in the way that we build things in the way that we, you know, uh, deliver products. So I think that's definitely, um, a great, you know, a great thing and a great way to start. And if people can get into that and, you know, um, it starts at the beginner level. So if you don't have any coding experience, have no idea, I think course error, the course is probably built with that in mind, uh-huh. um, so that it can prepare people and slowly, you know, ingratiate them into the jargon and uh, and the and the rigor that it takes to to you know code and do that type of thing because I know a lot of people are are scared of of coding and like I don't know this isn't going to work but I think this is this is definitely a step in the right direction and when I saw this I was like good for Google and I hope that more companies you know follow suit and and start to to prepare people for the inevitable you know especially as we go into twenty twenty. You know, things are, you know, the ecosystem is definitely changing and shifting focus and people need to be prepared for it. Because if they don't prepare workforce now, when it's time to actually be knee deep in it, you're not going to have enough people to to do the work. So, yeah. And um, I'll add, if like you mentioned, if you are scared of coding, that's okay too. Mm hmm. Don't feel like you're left behind. There's it's still, a lot of people that feel that way. There's the, still the trades out there. A mm-hmm. lot of people sleep on HVAC, plumbing, electrical, carpentry because they're not sexy. Mm-hmm. Technology, coding, you know, that's kind of like a, a job to where people say, oh, okay, so you program and you code. You feel like. You got the yeah. extra cachet. Yeah. But trust me, 
these plumbers, these electricians, these carpenters, the the jobs, waste that, management. You can make a killing. You can make a killing. And it's not as complicated as learning code. You have to just go through the apprenticeship. Go through the you know the the steps. Any any program. Electricians are out here killing it. Mm-hmm. But it's just not a sexy job. So. No. But I think once. But again, um, those automaker line factory jobs. Even though they were in a factory, even they were on an assembly line, those are sexy jobs. When mm-hmm. you say, I work at X motor company mm-hmm. or X, you know, whatever the case may be. Regardless th- of what you do there. That's cachet. You yeah. know, now those jobs are going away. People are kind of stuck because it's like, okay, well, what I'm going to tell people I do? Mm-hmm. Look, you better get over that. <laughs> so, and get this money because uh-huh. some things are going away. Transportation isn't going away. And when I mean transportation, I'm not talking necessarily about automotive you have trains, you have mm-hmm. buses. Those mm-hmm. things aren't going anywhere. Nope. They need people, mechanics, mm-hmm. aircraft mechanics, yep. you know, um, you know, large vehicle mechanics. Like I, we mentioned, electricians, plumbing. Those things aren't going anywhere mm-hmm. because people need them. I know um, people are like, they kind of cringe at it, but like the mortuary sciences, mm-hmm. we all die in. Right. And we all need some place to live. And we all need some place to land. Uh-huh. After we die, we need some place to live. Uh-huh. We need a way to get around. So, uh-huh. so yeah. So, I, I, you know, don't get lost in the in the sauce of that. But there are right. definitely yeah. options out there outside of just going to get into the tech field. Because yeah. you know, because that's how the news and everything says. It's like, oh, tech jobs, tech jobs, tech yeah. jobs, tech. And people who say, okay, well, I ain't got, I only got a ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Degree or uh, I only I only went to school for ninth grade. I mm-hmm. ain't even got a high school diploma, you mm-hmm. know. And or I just got my GED mm-hmm. just so I could qualify to get in this factory. You know, mm-hmm. you throwing tech at me, it's like yeah, no, I'm straight. Yeah, you know. So you got to let people know that there's more out there. There are so many options of things that mm-hmm. people can do, and there are things that aren't going anywhere. No matter how much you know the tech thing is being driven, you know, down your throats. That's the that's the beautiful thing, and mm-hmm. that's the sexy thing. That's the thing everybody's talking about. And right now, there aren't enough people in it. But as with anything, you can oversaturate any model mm-hmm. and oversaturate any industry. And my thing is, I my original thought was with this with this um, with this program is when will we get to the point where we have too many people in tech and not enough work? Right. And yep. so then people are going to start trying to. It's going to. They're going to start moving the goalposts. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't just have a certificate or you can't just have a bachelor's in CS. You need to have mm-hmm. a master's or a doctorate in mm-hmm. CS. The goalpost is is likely to move as more people get into it and the market is oversaturated. So, you know, make sure you know your options and, and, and plan accordingly. All right. All right. So the last thing that we have in second string, um, GitHub for Android is um, bringing it to your mobile device. So they um, GitHub is a, a a developer tool that you know is a, a, a standard. It's a mainstay. Pretty much everyone uses it. You can upload your code to GitHub. If you make it public, people can check it out. People it's can make modifications. A code repository. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something, you're creating something, you want some input, or you want people to add to it, they can very well just go into GitHub pull the request down, make the change, and check it back in. But right now, they um, Android, uh, their app for GitHub is currently, um, they've launched their beta version um, for the platform for Android that's oh. out in uh, in the, I'm assuming, the Google Play Store. Yeah. Um, and it's the first, what, um, 
this we're reading this from uh, oh, MSN. actually MSN mm-hmm. um, at last year's GitHub Who Universe. Owns GitHub. Yep. Um, the company first announced GitHub for mobile and launched the beta iOS version. Now, so they already have the iOS version. Now you have the Android version that, of course, runs alongside parallel iOS for your Android devices. Samsung, you know, any of the, your, your Pixel, Google, any of your other devices. So now um, they're saying that you can, uh, if you're an Android user and you're an uh, interested developer, you can sign up and try it actually right now. So if you are, if we have any listeners out there who are Android users and developers, you can go out there and get the new um, Android for uh, GitHub, GitHub for Android. So yeah. I was trying to figure out, like, why would I do this? <laughs> Simply because you think of GitHub for those who are familiar and also for those who are uninitiated. Like you said, it's a code repository to where you have to upload and download, you know, tons of code in order to make it better, add changes, whatever the case may be, or have other people pull for them. It's like, I can't think of too many people trying to download and upload, you know, whole, you know, uh, gigabytes of code onto their smartphone to then code on it. But the reason why, and this makes sense, and I'll just read it straight from the story. The reason the company decided to launch a mobile version of its software development platform is because there's a lot you can do on GitHub that doesn't require a complex development environment, such as sharing feedback on design discussions or reviewing a few lines of code. So the way people work now is everything is mobile. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I'll be in front of my computer on Facebook, for example, mm-hmm. and then I'll get a notification from Facebook mm-hmm. and I'll get in my phone and open up Facebook to read the notification. Right. right. Because I think the way we are trained now, everything is mobile. So something like providing feedback to GitHub, I don't have to open up my laptop, open up a browser, go to GitHub, mm-hmm. go to the notification and then type out a quick response. Right. When, the, when my phone will ping me and it'll take me right to the notification. Like say, you know, well, I edited this line because of X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and then leave it at that. You right. Know? Um, also maybe reviewing a few lines of code, you know, I'll say what, 10, 20 lines of code or something like that to where I can kind of review and say, and then put a comment and say, Hey, that looks okay. Or change this here, mm-hmm. change that there, move <clears> this to this line. You can probably do that on an iPhone much faster, much more efficiently than going through your whole laptop and going through that whole process of getting to GitHub. And reading from the article, it says, with GitHub for Android, developers can review code, merge changes, and collaborate with others um, from anywhere. And for those road warriors that we have who are always on planes, always in airports, always on the go, if you just need to review a note or someone made a comment or need some feedback or wants a response to something that they changed or added, you can easily do that from, from your phone. While you're waiting on the train, you know, sitting in an airport or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you can do it straight from your phone and not have to break out your laptop to, to do that. So I think it's I think it's good. I think yeah. it's definitely, you know, moving more towards that, you know, mobile. We're moving. We're shaking. We're always in the midst, you know, doing something and, and out there. Yep. So, yep, yep. I think it's good. I think it's definitely sh- going in the way that it, you know, the way that our culture moves and the fact that they already had the iOS version out and now that they have the the Android version, I think they're, you know, catching up. Typically, iOS comes first and Android, so so um, Android is now uh, caught up with where iPhone is for GitHub. So, sounds good. 
Okay. And we'll include the link in the show notes for anyone who um, is an Android user um, so that you can go ahead and sign up and um, and be able to test it out and, you know, provide some feedback and all that good stuff. So, yep. All right. So that's it for Second String this week. Let's head on over to Further Culture. We have quite a few items to discuss in the Further Culture that... Um, while we were getting ready for the show, had uh, Terrence chuckling quite a bit. So this should be fun. Well, so the first one, and, you know, these will be rapid fire. We don't need to dwell on them too long. Right. But the first one, you have to be careful by what you say <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I saw this. It's like, I don't understand why people just knee jerk jump on the internet and just air the grievances. People got to get these tweets up. They oh got to get these goodness. likes up. This cloud chasing chase is real. They so, got to get these likes. So I'll give you the background. There's this uh, company that operates in both the United States and Canada. And um, there's this manager at the company, uh, according to the story, worked work six hard years as a general manager for this company that makes construction materials. And like I said, they have a Canada and the U.S., um, uh, location. So that comes into play to where the holiday season rolls around. The company decides they want to give out gifts for their employees. And the Canada folks got a nice jar of barbecue sauce. The United States company or uh, employees got this gift box with candies and some other stuff. So according to this gentleman, his name is, um, Hassan Mahadi, whatever his name is. So he felt slighted <laughs> that he's on the Canadian side and all we got we ain't get the real is stuff. a stinking uh, barbecue <laughs> sauce. can of barbecue sauce and he was upset. It wasn't even maple syrup. <laughs> right, right. That's mean, but <laughs> I'm going to let you take that. <laughs> but So he's upset, you know, right or wrong, he's upset. So instead of him just feeling you know, feeling some kind of way about it. Mahadi posted his feelings on the anonymous Twitter account he used mainly for to follow news and sports. He made a big point to at the company. That's that where bro went wrong. For. If had he left the ad off, he might have been okay. So he had, but he thought he was slick because he made a burner account mm-hmm. and what, that he uses like most people do. They make a look anonymous so they can get on the internet and be who they really are mm-hmm. and then go back and hide behind who they pretend to be. Twitter fingers. Right. So, of course, the company uh, did their little due diligence and went behind and figured out who this guy was and fired him. <laughs> and now- yeah, because they found him because he put a picture of himself at the job. So that's how they found it under the same yeah um, on, on the same account because yeah, mm-hmm. I heard this um, story on a, on another podcast and that's what they were saying that's how they caught him had he not had the picture of himself at his desk mm-hmm. that's how they found him and it was like bro uh, hey can you come to the office can we so we can chat yep and like, then I just it's crazy well the, um, on December thirtieth ten days after he tweeted. Mihadi was fired over what his manager said was a violation of standards and conduct policy, acceptable conduct section. So poor guy. Like I said, well, not poor guy. It's like you should know. Stupid by now. guy. You should know by now. Stay off the Internet if you're upset and then don't add them. Or don't that's add you. them. I mean, you can <laughs> complain and then about stuff, but don't add them mm-hmm. and then have a picture of yourself at the company. Come on, bro. 
for a, what six dollar bottle of ketchup of um hot uh not hot sauce of uh barbecue sauce i mean he was heated that the united states uh, and this, they got this, their normal box right so let me read some of the quotes from him so he said what kind of multi-billion dollar company <laughs> gifts its canadian employees barbecue sauce as a holiday gift he asked in a sense deleted tweet yet the usa employees stuffed their face with an actual holiday gift box and i did some little research to come to find out the the at the value of the mm-hmm. gift box was the same as the barbecue sauce. You so, know. Like, so he was saying they got the old, the one in the U.S. They got uh, gift boxes filled with candy, beef jerky, cookies, and M and M, M and M's. Well, he got the ketchup, the why are you calling it ketchup, the barbecue sauce, and they got a wood scraper with the company logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which. <laughs> I mean, companies are lame anyway, and they, most of them give out lame holiday gifts. It's kind of like... If they give a holiday gift at all. It is what it is. <laughs> it's like you, you say thank you, you smile, and you go home and shit, spend the holidays with your family. But I guess... Bro, you, put your put your ketchup... Dang, I keep calling it ketchup. Put your hot sauce in a box and call it a day. And go to the dollar store and buy some candy and drop it at the box if, if you're that pressed. Mm-hmm. Why are you so pressed over, what, a $10 gift? Yeah, and the seat. CEO actually jumped in. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he confirmed to the Minneapolis Star Tribune and quote, I'm not going to deny it. We did terminate an employee, uh, Florina said, who was the CEO. Though he acknowledged the firing may have been an overreaction, calmer heads didn't prevail over this, Florina said. Nobody reached out to me to say, really? I'm getting fired over a tweet. It's an incredibly unfortunate event. Florence also addressed why Fast and All's Canadian employees got a $6 bottle of sauce and a grill scraper while American workers got junk food, a junk, a junk food feast. In the years, he said, employees received the same holiday gift box, but changing customs regulations made it easier to give a budget to Canadian and Mexican divisions and let them handle the giving. So it would, it's just like regulations. That's so basically, the American company didn't even decide what they got. Right. The international companies decide what they got, and they got a bunch of junk food, which is not not a far stretch for they call Americans. Bad Americans, <laughs> right? So you, you should be blessed that they actually was thinking about y'all to give you give something you something a little, a little bit lighter. Right. It's grill. Put put it on some grilled chicken, mm-hmm. some shrimp, mm-hmm. some steak, and and have a jolly old good time. Despite his concerns, Florina said Mihadi is not getting his job back. <laughs> So even though he recognized that this is stupid, he's like, nope, not coming back, bro. You can't, you you used to be able to get on Twitter and flame a company and they would trip over backwards to make everything work. Now these companies are like, no, we straight. I mean, you see how Wendy's, what McDonald's and Mm -hmm. all these fast food places are flaming each other. You hear about that lady who was on the, you know, this is a total tangent, but she was going over to Africa for some sort of mission to help some kids and she was talking all reckless on the on in the air in the airport before she got on the plane talking about I hope I don't catch whatever it is that they was over there joking before she landed in Africa she oh, was fired yeah cuz she was like I hope I don't get AIDS going she posted it Something, online she's like yeah. I hope I don't get AIDS going I'm going to Africa I hope I don't get AIDS by the time sis landed and uh, on the continent, what, maybe 16 hours later, she saw, she landed to some emails saying, girl, you don't work it no more. <laughs> Be careful what <laughs> she you say. She didn't get fired on her day off. She got fired in route. Right. <laughs> Good grief. 
the worst. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna create your little burner account or if you're gonna talk smack, don't put any identifying items on there. Or just better don't do yet, it. Just, just don't do it. Do it. Just That's don't what the group chat's for. Just don't do it. I just have several group chats with, with my friends, and if I wanna say something reckless, I go to the group chat and we all have a good cackle about it and we go on about our business. That way I get it out what I wanted to say. And I am not losing my job. Yeah, that's crazy. So as well. Be careful out there in these Twitter streets. <laughs> be careful because these Twitter streets are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you can get yourself into lots of trouble mm-hmm. uh, in these streets. So from getting fired over barbecue sauce mm-hmm. to uh, recycled birthday gifts. <laughs> It's not really recycled. <laughs> so I just wanted to get your opinion on this. So you being a single woman, mm-hmm. uh, let's just say, you know, you find somebody interested in, he takes a liking to you. Y'all like each other. Y'all decide to go out on this big vacation mm-hmm. and he does some special stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Um, come to find out that the special things that he did for you is kind of his shtick that he does to women he's interested in. Mm-hmm. Not just anybody, mm-hmm. but people he's interested in. Would you take offense to finding out that I'm not that special? <laughs> well, when you put it like that, <laughs> that comes out weird. <laughs> so what we're talking about is for the folks who don't know, uh future, the 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 rapper Future. The is, trap rapper. Yeah, he is dating uh, Steve Harvey's daughter-in-law. Is that his daughter or daughter-in-law? I That's his stepdaughter. He adopted her, okay. even though she was grown. Okay, the stepdaughter. So they are dating, and they went on this big... Uh, her, her birthday was... 23. Yeah. She's he, very young. And he, Yes. <laughs> and he's very not young. 36. And, and very uh, with kids. He's yeah. very... Fertile, right? He so, took the Bible's uh, "Be fruitful and multiply, multiply" literally. literally. <laughs> so they go on this, you know, dope uh, vacation, and in some of the pictures that she shared, were some of the things that he did for her, including this clever slash, you know, romantic rose thing that mm-hmm. he put on the bed. I can't remember exactly how he did it, but it had something to do with roses. Yeah. You know how, you know, you see in the movies how people put the rose petals mm-hmm. on each step going up mm-hmm. to the bed. Or they put they're they're leading there. you to the right. destination right. with the flowers. Which isn't very unique. Because a lot of people do it. But it's, I would assume. It's effective. It's special <laughs> nonetheless. Well, come to find out this particular way he does this <laughs> is he's done it for two other people, two other women who were quickly to jump in after two they other saw baby the pictures. Mamas. Right. After they seen the pictures for him doing this for his new love interests, you know, they wanted to make sure that she knows that he he's done this before. So I guess the question is, it's funny. It's the internet. It's social media. But I'm thinking it's like. Um, it's, I went out of my way to do this special thing. Does that diminish it because it's, it's, I've done it before. Does it, does, does it take away from me doing something special for you? If I've done it special 
Because I think... <laughs> so, see, the thing is, right. there are a couple layers to this. Okay. So, first of all, we have to recognize the population of people that we're dealing with. Okay. We're dealing with Instagram people. Okay. We're dealing with rappers. Yeah, I get it. Okay. So, that there's there's yeah. that. Yeah, the right. other thing is, the yeah. two baby mamas, they're haters. Okay. Because okay. they saw what he did for her. And it was like, oh, girl, you're not special. He dumped me and left me with these kids and went for a much younger... Uh, Prettier, I'm assuming. I don't right. know what the other two baby mamas look like. Right. Um, more well-known and typically more respectable because I think one of the baby mamas was a former stripper. The other one has a baby with Bow Wow. And, you know, she's, quote-unquote, Steve Harvey's daughter. So she's pristine and, you know, grew up in, you know, she's the quote-unquote chosen one she's different from all these other girls Mm -hmm. so first of all that's so well that's second so first we're dealing with atlanta trap rappers and ig folks second we're dealing with some hating self uh baby mamas and then third she again is 23 Right. And he is 36. Right. So that adds into it as well. So the thing with Future is for him to even, you know, the bars in the basement. And the fact that he did this, I guess, says a lot. You said the bars in the basement. It's in the basement. <laughs> so he for, didn't set the bar very high. Yeah. Yeah. For himself. Right. So the fact that he was thoughtful enough to, you know, do something for her. Whether he did it for someone else or not is is completely separate. But well, let me ask you again. It goes back to the question: You personally, how would you feel if you found out that this sentiment, this thing that somebody did for you, is not original? So you heard me say. <laughs> so I'm not that special. But in my own personal defense, what he did is not too much different than stuff you'll see already. I mean, it's, it's and, yeah, yeah, it's. Roses leading to a bed, or roses leading to uh, flowers, or, or roses, roses leading out to the, your name. On yeah, the bed so and... it's not one of those things where I could see. So, say if he cooked the same meal and played the same music, and you know gave you the exact same gift that he gave the other six people or whatever, then that's like okay, bro. Right, that's the same formula. But something as I don't want to call it generic, but generic as flowers or roses specifically leading to do something. Mm -hmm. That's not uncommon for someone to do for a romantic gesture of flowers leading to something for an event. Yeah. So let me read what he said. Right. So, um, uh, plus he was in, he took her to Jamaica. I don't know where, if he took the other girls out the country or not. <laughs> so that could be a difference. Uh, possi- and he invited all her friends. Possibly. <laughs> so they arrived at a massive mansion in Jamaica where Lori was met with rose petals shaped in a heart on her bed and throughout her room. The mansion was decorated with gold balloons that spelled out happy birthday, Lori. And she was also gifted birthday cakes and white roses. So, that sounds kind of, to me, that sounds kind of, it's a nice thought, mm-hmm. but it isn't something, you know, completely unique or right. completely genuine. Now, I, can under, I can't understand how you, uh, somebody who's the recipient mm-hmm. would say, okay, well, I thought you did these specific things specifically for me, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that you did something similar to other people 
would lead me to be like you said that I ain't that special. I'm special, but I'm not specifically special. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Because a man, you know, most men say, look, this is nice. This is special. I thought about it. I planned it out. We did it. It was special. I did it, mm-hmm. especially, you know, for you. You know, I mm-hmm. could have been, we could have went to a basketball game. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, you know, future things that future would do. You know, I, I could have took you to you know, <laughs> to, to the hood. Trap house? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I could have took you to the hood and we could have went to a strip club. Right. That sounds like something Future would do with a person he's interested in, which is probably why the baby moms is upset. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. he probably took them to the strip club and had roses in the shape of dollars. But he took her to Jamaica <laughs> and invited all her friends. Right, right, And right. he publicly, I think the, I think probably the sticker for the, the other baby mamas is that he's openly like acknowledging her. When they was kind of. On the side or they have to like, up. they have to post like a pinky. Yeah. <laughs> or. You got to put your phone up. Yeah. We go or like trip. a shadow or something. But yeah. he's full out, you know, boot up, you know, mm-hmm. taking photos you know with uh, her and you know for lack of a better term claiming her she's claiming him and he's claiming her and the thing is i think with Lori harvey she's been you know they're saying she was the epitome of hot girl summer because she was date she i don't all this is rumor nobody knows you know you could take a picture of someone and then you get married next week but i think she was out with um Trey Songs, who's an R&B singer. She was supposedly dating Diddy. He went on a family vacation with them. She was supposedly dating Diddy's oldest son. And now she's dating Future. And she's, you know, just living her best 23-year-old life. And I think, you know, like I said, I think it's some haters from the baby mama side for them to call it out. So, I guess. But So, here's <laughs> here's how people kind of not stick their foot in their mouth, but kind of reveal who they really are right so you were mentioning like two of the baby mamas had mm-hmm. commented right mm-hmm. one of them says she's on she mean Lori. she's on every man's wish list apparently but she chose a f boy father of umpteen kids hope there's a plan in place we just don't see yet because so what's interesting Wait, who said that one of the baby mamas or just yes, somebody one of the baby mamas. but you already wanted the baby mamas. that's what i was gonna say <laughs> But you signed up, he got like eight kids, and you signed up like five is. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you the dummy, dummy. Exactly. That's exactly what I was getting to. You beat me to it. <laughs> it's like, you do realize you implicated yourself by calling him an F-boy with umpteen kids. When you one of the women, you... You wanted the umpteen kids, baby mama. Right, who, who messed around with the F-boy, right? And you do. I mean, okay, the first baby mama, okay. She know right. the second baby mama. She may have had an idea, but not sure. but once you get to about between three and seven or three and eight, you know full well what you're getting into. Well, that's that whole thing to where you know I I can't say as women specifically, but you know you hear a lot of women say, okay, well I'm different. I'm I'm gonna be the one. You ain't different, girl. I'm gonna be the one that nope. changed him. I'm gonna be the one who nope. thinks he I'm special than all the other women. No, nope. he has all these other connections, all these other women. But quote unquote, he chose me. He ain't choose you, girl. He <laughs> he not claiming you on Instagram. He didn't make an Instagram official with you. He made so, an Instagram official with her. So hopefully, not hopefully, um, maybe you know this Lori Harvey who you know has some 
clout of her own just by her. She has like her own money and, her and, name, right? yeah. and who she's associated with as far as family. You know, maybe it ain't that serious for her. And maybe she's well, just out the, here I living her 23 year old life. She had the hot girl summer. She was with all of, she was linked to with all Diddy of the, and, to the, to the fellas uh, and all the fellas want her. I just hope the plan B, the Marina, the Nuvering, the birth control, birth, the, the, all that everything. is strong <laughs> because I think he has six yeah. confirmed children yeah. with like five so, mothers so. and then there's two that have fraternity suits out now mm-hmm. so girl don't be the his, knight his sperm can swim well right <laughs> maybe he should get a vasectomy yeah. but i don't know his story why, would, why wouldn't he that's crazy anyway hold on i subject. mean hold it's, it's it's hood logic man i guess hood logic don't make sense <laughs> All right, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Final thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got we got some uh, Atlanta's own. Yeah. So we got uh, driving ride share shaming. So for those who don't know or are unfamiliar, Young Jock, you know, had a couple hits back in the early two thousands, and now he is a um, radio DJ, local Atlanta radio station. Well, in addition to that, it seems like he was driving around, uh, not necessarily in Uber, but, you know, that's the de facto. He was doing ride share. He was doing some ride share service. And, and somebody recognized who he was and, of course, hit record, you know, and I did it on the Internet. Right. And um, outed who he was. And he didn't make no, you know, according to what I saw and what I read, he didn't try to hide who it was. You know, he was like, well, obviously you figured out who I am. Mm-hmm. And she made the comment, oh, you kind of fell off because he went from this, you know, rapper, superstar Quote, person superstar. to driving, you know, ride share to make a little money. Mm-hmm. And he makes mention, you know, um, I, I thought it was a pretty cool way to meet people and make mm-hmm. money, you know, on the side, you know, and of course. The, he doesn't seem shamed about it. Yeah. And the video went viral, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think after the fact you know, he actually comes out and says, you know, sounds like not a publicity stunt, but this new ride share company had hired him. At, it's a new uh, ride sharing app in Atlanta called Pull Up and Go. Right. So maybe this was all a setup. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, it's public, not publicity stunt, media, mm-hmm. you know, because if this new ride share app has somebody like Young Jock mm-hmm. riding around, picking up people. And a and video goes viral, that's boom. more eyes on them. Boom. Let me go download this app. They get more clicks on their site. But, you know, outside of even that, mm-hmm. we're in this culture now. So he was a huge rap star mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. When you're that young, making that much money, what do you do? You buying cars, you buying chains, it can come, it can you go flying as fast people as it can. out. Mm-hmm. So, and what people don't realize is when you're, I don't think he was a one hit wonder, but he didn't have like the longevity of, say, you know, a Nas or a Jay Z or. Or, you know, some of these long-running people are, you know, Drake, you know, who's made millions and millions of dollars. Once the money, all that money you're shelling out on your friends, going to the club, going mm-hmm. on trips, buying chains, you're shilling all this money out, but the money's not coming in. And I mean, what are you supposed to do? You you make all this money when you're 19, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Now you're 30-something. You need money. You have a family. You have kids. You have responsibilities. What do you do? If you can't, you know, make the hot music, you got to get a job and you have to make money. Right. And uh, my assumption is, like we all mentioned, that this wasn't something he's fallen on hard times or anything. This mm-hmm. is actually him, you know, helping out this. Maybe he got some shares in the company. Maybe know? he, maybe it's his company or maybe he's invested in it. Right. But his quote, and we're reading it from TMZ, he says, um, um, 
While some passengers assume Jock had fallen on hard times after recognizing him, he tells us his new side hustle is actually his new way of teaching an important lesson lesson to the next generation. He says he's been working with big brothers, big sisters of Metro Atlanta for years, and this is another way to show kids they shouldn't be too ashamed or prideful to try a new gig, um, so on and so forth. So, um, and that, and what he's saying about you know showing kids that it's not you know anything to be ashamed of. That's what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. She was trying to intentionally shame, shame him, get these clues, get these lights, get this clout off of him. And what he ended up doing is flipping it and saying this. What you're trying to do to me is what I'm trying to prove to the kids that, you know, you don't have to be ashamed. Right. And you don't have to go the the the, the negative route to make right. money. You can do something like this, be prideful about it, mm-hmm. make some extra money, meet people mm-hmm. and, you know, like I said, not have to be so ashamed that you, you know, you, you won't do something like this. And the lesson learned is that he made all this money, even though he still has money coming in, mm-hmm. it's one of the things where be careful with your money so you don't put yourself in a position where you have to go and do some other things mm-hmm. outside of what your chosen profession is. Yeah. So, and, and, and while the initial idea was to shame him, you know, he I saw an interview to where he said, you know, a lot of people reached out to him in support talking about how Snoop reached out to him, T.I. reached out to him, and everybody the sentiment was, you know, people People are always going to hustle, you know, yeah. the whole thing is everybody, oh, hustle, 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 Side hustle, but this, this hustle, yeah. but ride sharing is a hustle and it's like how you say in the rap songs and then, you know, all the other songs and just the gentle, the general sentiment mm-hmm. as it comes to making money is you, you got to hustle, yeah. right? But then there's only some things you can hustle at versus mm-hmm. there's some other things you shouldn't You want to do the legal hustle, not the illegal hustle. Well, not just that. Just, just like I said, ride, driving Uber or driving Lyft, that's a hustle. Or pull up and go. Right. Or pull, or pull <laughs> up and go, since we're talking about it. That's not a hustle. You know, yeah. is that the, what, what, when you're talking about hustling, what, what are, what are you, you know? Yeah. You know, and not just in the rap song. I'm talking about people in general. In general. You, you always see these quotes on social media and they infuriate me, you know, uh, you know, uh, hustle till you're dead and hustle. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Hustle, whatever the case may be, you mm-hmm. know, but if, if this is a real way of making money, mm-hmm. this in and of itself is a hustle. So I don't see it any different than you hustling to make t-shirts or hustling to start a business or hustling to, you know, get into real estate or stock market yeah. or start whatever, or whatever your hustle is, yeah. whatever, you know, you know, is your passion or something that you enjoy doing. And speaking of the whole hustle mentality, I started following someone on Twitter who, um, uh, is in Atlanta in the Atlanta tech scene. And, you know, I was like, yo, this person is like super dope. And then I saw a tweet that was like, we up at, you know, 2 AM, you know, getting it done while y'all sleep, uh, Hustle gang strong or, or mm-hmm. sleep when you're dead. And I'm like, unfollow. I don't need this foolish on my timeline because I need my sleep. You need your sleep. <laughs> you need to recuperate <laughs> and you need to rest and relax. So you and can turn come your back. brain off from. Right. I mean, if you're so hustling so much and you're so into this, 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 and this, where's your creativity? Where's right. your ingenuity? And, you're you're spent and you're missing out on important. Whether you got. Whether you're a parent, you're missing out on kids stuff because you're too busy hustling. Or you know. experiences. Because time, mm. my friends, is something that you, you do not get, get back. back. You can get Once the money. Once it's gone, you, you it's can, gone. You can make the money again. You can't make the time over Nope, again. nope, nope. All right. All right. So I think that's it for, um, the, culture. for the culture. Mm. You got a hookup you want to talk about? Yeah. I, I was going to talk about this last week, but it kind of seems better that we talked about the AirPods um, selling 60 million AirPods in 2019. So I figured I put a hookup about uh, the AirPods, especially with the 
uh, well, specifically for the Generation 2 and then AirPods Pro, mm -hmm. you can actually um, turn on a setting to where the AirPods will announce your calls. The reason why this is, you know, beneficial is because the whole reason for AirPods, they're all, they're in some ways wearables to where you can, you know, um, press certain buttons to do different functions. Well, if you're out running, if you're jogging, you're exercising, or you're doing any sort of, you know, activity and mm -hmm. a uh, text message comes in, you can actually um, use the AirPods and set them up to actually announce calls. So you don't have mm -hmm. to look at your caller ID or you don't have to look at who's texting you or who's calling you. The AirPods will actually audibly we'll tell, tell you. you who's calling. So I just wanted to let you know that that's a feature. It's called Announce Calls on the AirPods. And they're for the AirPods Generation 2 and the AirPods Pro. And to enable this feature, you have to go to your iPhone, go to the settings, tap on phone, and then tap tap announce calls and select always. So anytime somebody calls you or somebody sends you a text message, Siri, her voice will come on and say, you have an incoming call from so on and so forth. And then you can verbally accept or reply to the text message. So I just thought that was a cool little um, tip for the AirPods user, people who are always on the go and they may not have their hands free or they don't want to stop for what they're doing. They can use the AirPods to announce calls and text messages. Yeah, and I just did it on mine. Oh, all right. So all right. Great. Yeah, so uh, there you go. That's my, my AirPods tip for the week for the hookup. And it looks like in this option, you can decide how you want it. Uh, I know Terrence mentioned you can select always, but the options are headphones and car. If you have your car, if you have your phone synced to your Bluetooth in your car mm -hmm. or in your headphones only. I chose the headphones only option okay. because when my phone rings in my car, it automatically interrupts whatever yeah. I'm listening to. And, and for those who don't have the fancy car with the fancy announcing, you can <laughs> you can you can opt the other option that right. I actually do it through the headphones. <laughs> yes, the headphones and the car. Yep. So you have some options there, people. All Perfect. Right. Okay. All right. So I think that's this. That is it this week. Definitely download, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Hit us up on the social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SnobOSCast for our social media. Um, you can also hit us up on our website, which is SnobOSCast.com. And get into those emails at SnobOSCast at gmail.com. All right. All right. That is it. That's we appreciate it. it. We'll talk to y'all next week. Yep. Peace. Bye.